Hello, church family. Uh, today we're going to close this week by looking at Exodus 36. Uh, Exodus 36 is, is really the continuation of, of the narrative where um, Moses was able to get uh, basically um, resources to be able to fulfill the tabernacle. And, uh, and we see here just the principle of what happens when people are genuinely moved by the Lord to give to the Lord for the ministry of God. And as we walk through this text, we will see just general, we could just kind of draw general principles from it uh, and how we can apply uh, the principle uh, from this passage into our modern day. Uh, and, but before I begin, just understand, when I talk about giving here, in the Old Testament sense, they, there's two different types of giving. There's a tax that is given to them. There's a tithe that they have to do. And that's just so that it's like a tax tithe that they would do so that the people, uh, so that the whole nation and even the Levitical system can, can keep running. And then there's another type of uh, offering that it gives, like a free will offering that they give out of the abundance of their own heart um, to, to further and to advance the, uh, the things of, of the ministry. Uh, and they do it because they, they want to. It's just, it's just out of this willfulness. That's why it's called a free will offering. And we, and we see this uh, thing continue last week or last the last episode. That, uh, that's what we talked about. Like they were stirred to, to move and they gave all these different gifts. And again, in the context of what's going on, this is a genuine repentance and remorse over what they've done with the golden calf, right? Early on, they gave, they gave up all of their gold to make this golden calf. And now, after realizing what they've done, the people of Israel, instead of giving it to their idol or to make an idol, they give it to Yahweh. We see this here in chapter 36. Now, Bezal and Oholiab, and every skillful person whom the Lord has put in, uh, put skill and understanding to know how to perform all the works in the construction of the sanctuary, shall perform according with all that the Lord has commanded. And this is this does sound familiar now as we're walking through, is that God has given people a unique set of skills to do a specific tasks that He wants, and um, he does it according to God's word. Uh, there are only certain people that have a certain skill set to do this, and those are the ones that are chosen to build this. Verse 2, Then Moses called Bezalel and Ohileab, and every skillful person in whom Yahweh had put skill, everyone whose heart stirred him to come to, to the work to perform. So it's interesting that it's, person with the ability, has a desire, and, and, and even able to come to, to build this, to work on this. They receive from Moses all the contributions from which the sons of Israel have brought to perform the work in the construction of the sanctuary. And they still continue bringing to him free will offerings every morning. So this is this, this constant giving. The people were moved to this. There was this unity that they have. Uh, they have this united purpose, and the fact that they have this abundance is a highlight. The fact that they want uh, God to be made known, they want to worship the Lord, they want this to happen. Um, it is said that you can tell uh, what where the heart, uh, what they treasure most in their heart by how they spend their money. This is what Jesus said uh, that uh, where they where their treasure is, that's where their heart is. Where they're willing to invest, that's where they what they love most. In this case, they give to the Lord as a free will offering because they love the Lord. And when we think about how we spend our money, um, that's something that we need to consider. Like, how are we spending our money? 
uh, in the, our personal lives, if, if we're I'm not saying like don't spend on like food or whatever. Like, oh, I buy so much food, that must mean I like to eat. That can be the case, but if you're buying for necessities, you, you can, I understand that you you need to pay your your rent, and your mortgages, and um, car payments, and things that you have to pay and pay your taxes. All of that, I get that. But it's the it's, it's what you would do with uh, the other resources that you have. Like if you were to kind of remove all the necessities, and I hope giving is also one of the necessities. But if you to remove all those things aside, what you are willing to spend is actually what you what's a, what reveals what's in your heart. So if you like to spend on yourself, that means that you uh, and the things that you like, that means that, that your heart is really towards yourself. If you spend it towards other people, that means you have a desire for other people. If you spend things on the Lord, it means you have the things of the Lord. That's a general principle that we see here, that the people here, they want to know the things of the Lord, so they start giving to the Lord. Now, in, in a corporate sense, that's, uh, we understand that when we give to the church, sometimes uh, we give and we, we don't really know exactly all the details that, um, that goes on and how people spend. I think well, we, we know generally because we have our you know, church family meetings and, uh, and there's always a financial section. And that financial section is always at times uncomfortable, at least for me. Because there's that, you know, that pie chart that they give and it's like a certain percentage and a large percentage of it is uh, given to just the, to paying the pastoral staff. And, and, I, and, I, and, you know, we've all at some point have had this question, like, why is it so much of the money given to the staff? And, you know, and one of our elders reminded us, like, the reason why that is is because we don't have to pay a mortgage for our building. Um, if we were to actually pay like this building, the one that we have here is, is, is purchased completely. You know, our church owns this building. If any, if if we were like any other church, where a bulk of our money is actually not on the staff but on the on the actual mortgage of the building, then the then the pie chart would look radically different. And that was very encouraging for me to hear because that means that we're not being good. It's not that we're our, we're not being a good stewards, just that the Lord has blessed us in such in such a way with such an abundance that there's just something that we don't need to worry about. That's why the pie chart looks the way it does. It's not saying that all the money that you guys give to the church only to the staff is that um, there's there's the reason why it looks like that is because we don't need to pay for a lot of things that other churches will need to pay for. We're not in debt in that way, uh, so that does mean that we can use the money on 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 ministry things. So like whatever. You know, you're a ministry leader. Uh, every year, we've asked the finance team people ask like, "Hey, what's your budget for your ministry?" And, the, and that's intended so that you can use the money for the for sake of ministry. And and that's this is not like a trap. It's not designed for you. Like, we're you know we're not going to slap your hand if you have some you know ministry desires that you want to do to you know to, to further the gospel or disciple people or train people. They're going to say, "Hey, you cannot use the money for that." No, that's what the money is for. It's so that you can use money for ministry. You know, I think that sometimes we have this cultural barrier where it's like, oh, we need to save, but that's not good steward either. You need to be, you have to have both. You need to be able to spend the things for ministry purposes, and you need to save also as for ministry purposes. So the church has a good, I think our church has a good balance. Sometimes we save in case, um, you know, there's things going on in church or we want a church plan or whatever. These things are given um, uh, to the finance or to, to our church, and the elders decide on how they're supposed to go about it using it. Now I think this is it can be a very uncomfortable thing because oftentimes we don't like to talk about money and we don't like how people tell us how to spend money and but we like to tell what how other people should spend their money. And what I'm trying to say is like when you give, always give with a cheerful heart. 
do what, what these Israelites do here in the passage, that they give willingly, they give out of a cheerful heart because they have their allegiance to the Lord and not their idols. Verse 4, And all the skillful men who were performing all the works of sanctuary came from the work which he was performing. They said to Moses, The people are bringing much more than enough for the construction work which the Lord has commanded us to perform. So Moses issued a command, and a proclamation was circulated throughout the camp, saying, Let no man or woman any longer perform the works of the contribution of the sanctuary, thus the people were restrained from bringing any more. So this is like everything, from gold to fabric, everything that they gave so that they can build the tabernacle. Um, they, they, Moses said, okay, that's enough. That's, uh, we have enough material, we have enough people to do this. You can stop giving now, which is actually a good problem to have. It's a good problem when we have an abundance, as long as we're not you know, squandering it on things that are foolish, but we're doing things for the ministry, that's totally fine. And, there, and you know, there will be different times in this church's life where there will be great need, and there will be times where things are not so uh, restrictive, and you know, we're not as tight financially. That's just a normal cycle of, of all churches. Some churches are going to have thing, moments where it's going to be very difficult, and other times it's going to be um, relatively smooth sailing. But whatever it may be, uh, we're still called to use the money in such a way that is pleasing to the Lord. Um, and sometimes, yeah, we, uh, I'm sure in the past we've, uh, we've done like, hey, we need to raise money for something. And then, you know, if there's abundance, we tell people to stop and that's okay. Or time's up and you don't need to give anymore. Because we know that all the things that we have belongs to the Lord anyways. Verse 10, for the material they had was sufficient and more than enough for all the work to perform. So again, you see this abundance of, of, of what the Israel has. Now, from eight, verse 8 to 38, this is... I'm not going to go through this part because I kind of already did go through this part. From verse 8 to 38, it's really just, this whole section is fulfillment of, verse tw of chapter 26. Chapter 26 tells them what they're supposed to build and how they're supposed to build the tabernacle with the different cloths and materials. And, and, and this chapter uh, actually does, fulfills that. The, the Israelites actually does exactly what they're told. You know, ten chapters ago, they're given the task, and then, the, and then now that you see it being fulfilled, because God has even sovereignly used their idol worship to humble them, so that they realize that okay, we need to take Yahweh seriously. We need to go and worship Him. Every single uh, task here is, is is almost verbatim to chapter twenty-six, and that's really cool. That uh, everything that they did was they they now do it according exactly to what God wants. They they served the Lord, they built all of this, they crafted everything the way that God wanted to do. And this is again, it's just, it's just because it's out of their devotion to the Lord that they're willing to do something like this. Now, that's what the, really the lesson of this, this week, is that when we think about all that we have, and when we think about what we give to the church, it's not so much to give to the people of the church, like meaning the pastoral staff or whoever that works here, that's not the main purpose. <laughs> But you give ultimately because the Lord is using this church in different ways that we may not even be aware of. The money that I give to church, I don't really know who is actually benefiting from it. The, the, or none of us really know exactly how it's going to be played out. If we give to missions, we don't know exactly to, to, in complete detail. But I trust that the Lord is able to providentially use every single penny to, to, to further His kingdom. And that's why we give. We give have a thankful heart with a faith, knowing that the Lord is able to use everything that we have and everything that we give to Him as a way to advance and build His own kingdom. 
so that's it for this uh, this this episode. It's a little bit shorter than usual, but I hope that this is uh, gives you a better understanding of why you give. Again, this church is a very generous church, uh, and I hope that you give not because you have wealth, but that you give because out of abundance of love and devotion to Him, that you give cheerfully. Thanks for listening. Take care and have a great weekend. Thank you.